Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Spoken Worth. Thanks for watching the Spoken Worth podcast. If you're watching this week's video, click like and subscribe to my YouTube channel. You can catch each week's episode that we release on Sunday at 7 o'clock p.m. So, again, thank you for watching this week's episode. You matter, you're loved, you're appreciated. So, I hope this is an episode that you enjoy. It's an episode on anger and why, instead of viewing anger as sinful, we should rather embrace our anger so that we can express our anger in a more Christ-like way. So, hopefully it's something you enjoy. Remember, click like and subscribe. Today's episode is on the topic and concept of anger. Is anger sinful or inherently evil? That's the question that we're asking today in today's episode. This is episode 11. Thank you for journeying along with me in this podcast journey, the Spoken Worth podcast. Hopefully, each episode has been worth your time. It's spoken worth life and meaning and given you something to reflect on and add into your relationship with God, um, and hopefully it's been something that's been beneficial. So let's jump right into today's topic of anger. Oftentimes as Christians, we, we grow up being taught that anger is sinful or wrong, bad, and, and should be done away with as we mature and become more like Christ. And I believe that we have a misunderstanding of the concept of the emotion of anger and where it fits into Christianity. We believe that we should get rid of anger and be less angry as we mature into Christ. But I believe that isn't the correct view of anger at all. I believe rather we are to be better at controlling, embracing, and expressing our anger as we mature to be more like Christ. Christ was not a man without anger. In fact, one could argue that Jesus was a man with much anger. But he was a man who understood how to control, embrace, and express his anger in a righteous way, in a godlike way, because he was, in fact, God. And so we have a lot to learn from Jesus and his example of expressing anger, which we will do in this episode. But the first thing we need to do is we need to stop seeing anger as sinful, which we often do. Oftentimes we grow up in church communities and Christian communities where anger is viewed as sinful. And um, we need to really stop seeing it like that. Uh, it's very detrimental because, first of all, anger is not sinful. Anger is not sinful. If anger was sinful inherently, then that would mean a lot about the God who created us with the emotion of anger. That would say a lot about the God who himself experiences and expresses anger. Anger in, in itself is not sinful. Rather, anger can be an emotional tool to help us glorify God and love others. And in fact, I think we see this uh, expressed within the New Testament text of Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26. It says, Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. It's Ephesians 4, 26. And so the, the idea here is not to 
dismiss or abandon or get rid of your anger entirely. The idea here in this text is be angry yet do not sin. In fact, don't even let the sun go down on your anger. Don't go to bed before your anger is dealt with, before it's embraced, before it's explored, before it's even maybe even expressed. See, what happens is when we repress, when we repress our anger instead of embracing it, there's a lot of consequences that we face. There's a lot of problems that we face. Um, you know, when we repress our anger, it makes us less capable of controlling our anger. And it becomes more reckless. We express our, our anger in more reckless ways when we repress our anger. Repressing anger doesn't allow us to identify what is beneath the surface of the anger. And, and, and think about it for a second. Anger is a secondary emotion. Anger is a secondary emotion, and so when we repress our anger and push it down inside of us, we don't take the opportunity to stop and explore what is underneath that emotion of anger. Repressing anger makes you less effective and productive in life and in the world. I mean, think about it. If, if you stopped being angry about everything in your life, how, how, how driven would you really be? Anger can sometimes be a good motivator, especially righteous anger, which we're going to differentiate the difference between righteous anger and unrighteous anger here in a little bit, especially when we see the example of Jesus. But certainly, anger has a place within our life, perhaps because anger is an emotion that was given to us when God created us because God too expresses and experiences anger. Anger that is righteous can be a good motivator for justice. Anger that is righteous can help someone speak up when it's detrimental for someone else's well-being. Anger that is righteous can lead to someone taking action when necessary. Anger that is righteous is that which helps someone tap into their warrior. Anger is necessary for relationships. Uh, if there is no anger in a relationship, there is no care or passion within that relationship. Healthy relationships will allow room, will allow space for righteous anger. Righteous anger will protect and develop righteous boundaries. Someone who believes it is moral or right to abandon your anger completely by considering it inherently evil or wrong or sinful, is someone who must believe that God is inherently evil for feeling and expressing anger and creating us with the emotion of anger. And, and, and we see that God experiences anger and wrath. We see in the New Testament, in Romans chapter 1, verse 18, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. Imagine for a moment if there was a God who did not get angry at ungodliness and unrighteousness. That would be not a God at all. That would be not a God at all. Thank God that God gets angry and has wrath towards, towards the worst Things that we, we as humans, as mankind, can think of and conceive and can, can achieve within our minds and in our life. We, we commit terrible, terrible crimes. We do terrible, terrible things to each other. And to think that there would be a God that does not get angry at sin would be a, a, a wild thing. God is a God who certainly experiences anger and expresses anger. And right, righteously so, rightfully so. 
James chapter 1 verse 20 says, For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. See, that's the thing. There's a difference between righteous anger and man's anger, between God's anger and our anger. God gets angry over the right stuff to get angry about. We get angry over the stuff that's not worth getting angry about or isn't right to get angry about or isn't our place to get angry about. And there's a clear difference between righteous and unrighteous anger. Righteous anger is an anger that we should have and and welcome within our life. And unrighteous anger is an anger that we should put away with completely. And, and we see that Jesus utilizes righteous anger to defend those being taken advantage of and, and create clear boundaries for God's home, for God's house. And, and we see that there's benefits to expressing, embracing, and welcoming, uh, uh, taking in, and, and not repressing our anger, but, but finding God in our anger. Uh, finding where does God fit within my anger here? And is this righteous anger or is this unrighteous anger? And is it something that needs to be done away with? And do I need to process this? Or is it something that I should perhaps welcome, embrace, and explore within my life? And and this is what we see. Um, this is what we see in, in in the gospel. The Passover of the Jews was at hand, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple, he found those who were selling oxen and sheep and pigeons and the money changers sitting there and making a whip of cords. Jesus makes a whip of cords. He drove them all out of the temple with the sheep and oxen. So Jesus makes a whip of cords because he sees money changers robbing people of freely coming in and worshiping God. They were bringing sacrifices, but the money changers were were wrongfully charging them and selling uh, uh, animals and, 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 and causing all of this, this uh, improper, uh, they, were, they were just taking advantage of people. And Jesus does something about it. He, he makes a whip of cords and he drives them and drives their animals and, and, and sends them out. He creates a clear boundary. And he told those who sold the pigeons, take these things away. Do not make my father's house a house of trade. His disciples remembered that it was written, zeal for your house will consume me. See, Jesus Jesus was the one who could go in and do that because he was a man that did not repress his anger. He did not repress his anger and do nothing about it, but rather he embraced it, explored it, and then expressed it in a very righteous way, a way that created clear boundaries that expressed the purpose and the integrity and the intention of God's home, of the temple, and created safety for those who were coming with a clear and genuine heart before God, that they could worship God freely without being wronged, without being taken advantage of. So Jesus shows us that expressing righteous anger is something that can create boundaries and be a blessing to other people. And so imagine in your life, what is that righteous anger that you need to explore, embrace, and then express? In what way can you actually use your anger to glorify God? Uh, Let that be a challenge for you. I really believe it will be because at the end of the day, a lot of times we use our anger in a lot of wrong ways. We use our anger to, to curse and to tear down and to destroy others. But rather, we should use our anger 
in a very tact, uh, tactful, strategic way, in a way that says, God, I want to glorify you with this burning passion that's within me, this thing that makes me so fired up. God, I want it to be something that you also get fired up about. I want it to be a righteous anger. God, I want to get angry about the things that you get angry about, about ungodliness, about sin in my own life. I want to get angry about the sin that's in my life, and I want to do something about it. I want to, I want to make a whip of cords and flip the tables in my heart, and I want you to take control and I want, uh, uh, I, see what happens whenever we start to get angry about the things that God is angry about. We should love the things that God loves and we should hate the things that God hates. We should, we should get angry over what God gets angry about and understand that, that angry people, especially righteous anger, is something that can be a powerful, powerful tool to change the world around us. And so I want to encourage you to stop seeing your anger as sinful. To see that there's consequences of constantly bearing your anger and how when we do that, we don't express our anger in a controlled way, in a way that's self-disciplined, in a way that's effective, in a way that's productive, in a way that's a blessing, but rather we express our anger in a way that's destructive, in a way that it spills out left and right and sideways and backwards, in a way that splatters uh, and damages people all around us, but rather uh, uh, we can we can change the way we handle our anger. Anger can be something that can be a blessing. If we're angry about something, we can pursue change around the thing in which we're angry for. If we're angry, we can explore it and ask if it's righteous or unrighteous. If we need to give it a, give it to God and get rid of it, or if we need to explore it, embrace it, and then express it and act on it to set boundaries to protect others or to do something else that's Christ-like or a blessing for someone else. And so, uh, think about today how anger can be perhaps something that God is, is, has given you that, that is an opportunity to then glorify Him and be like Jesus. We don't have to let our anger rule us. And in fact, we can get rid of all of our unrighteous anger. We can give that to Jesus and we don't need it. But ultimately... There's righteous anger that we should be embracing, exploring, and acting on, and changing the world with, and protecting people with, and setting boundaries with, and including within our relationships, and even including within our own walk with Jesus as we try to get rid of the sin that, that creates tension and, 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 and burdens us and tears us down spiritually. We should get angry over the stuff that God gets angry about. So be blessed. And remember Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26. Be, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. So before you go to bed tonight, explore your anger and be like Christ, whatever that looks like. Be blessed. Thanks for watching this episode. Again, click like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can catch each week's episode that we release on Sunday at 7 o'clock p.m. You matter. You're loved. You're appreciated. Blessings.